What's going on, everyone out there? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are, wherever you may be. But thank you all for lending your ears to the Mad Nucleus Podcast. And I'm available on Spotify Podcast, Apple, Google, and just Spotify in general. I'm your host, Justin Felton, for those that know and those that don't know. Again, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Mad Nucleus Podcast, all right? As you see in the title, it is about where we're at in these playoffs. Now, I did not do a episode by the end of the first round or throughout the second round. I was busy with some stuff. I didn't go and, you know, just lost track of some stuff and caught up in the moment but here we are now you know as I promised that I was going to cover more and more of these splendid wonderful NBA playoffs this year they've been better because we really don't know who's gonna go but we got an idea who may go now now that it's down to just four teams we are past the second round the semifinals we are now in the conference championship round And those teams are starting with the East, the Boston Celtics, and the Miami Heat. That should be a great series. And in the Western Conference, it is the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. That, too, is going to be a great series. No blowouts in either. But I want to recap the first round and the second round. And without further ado, let's do that, you know. Then we talk about what to expect in the conference round. So let me see what we got here. Okay. In the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks took on the Miami Heat. The Cleveland Cavaliers took on the New York Knicks. The Philadelphia 76ers took on the Brooklyn Nets. And the Boston Celtics took on the Atlanta Hawks. In the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets took on the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Phoenix Suns took on the Los Angeles Clippers. The Sacramento Kings took on the Golden State Warriors. The Memphis Grizzlies took on the Los Angeles Lakers. All right. So let me go through the first matchup, which is the Bucks versus the Heat, since they were the first seed in that conference. Um, Everybody expected the Bucks to really win this. And maybe five or six, but the problem was the Bucks did not get better. They didn't add players, and they haven't since they won the championship. And again, they got struck with the injury bug like they did last year when uh, Chris Middleton went down with the knee injury. You know, they, they really couldn't get it together, and this year in the playoffs, Giannis went, goes out with a lower back contusion and it, they just, you know, they just couldn't get it together. They didn't add any players, like I said, in the offseason, which is always key if you want to continue to compete and go on a championship run. But they seem to have declined. And this is a problem with small market teams. They get the talent, but they don't add more talent later and you know, they slowly but surely decline like this. And I hate to see it because I like the Bucks franchise. They're a cool franchise. The, the, the fans are great. And, you know, they deserve to have success. But this is what you get. 
But let's not take away what Miami Heat has done. We got to give them their flowers. We got to give them their props. Um, Jimmy Buckets is called Jimmy Buckets or Playoff Jimmy for a reason. Whatever he does in the regular season is kind of regular as hell, but when he goes in the playoffs, he goes. The dude steps up in the playoffs. He has all throughout his career, dating back to when he was with the Bulls. And, you know, he also has a great coach in Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra has won two championships and has went to five NBA Finals altogether. That's pretty good, man. It's not great, but it's pretty good. And if he wins a championship this year, his legacy is solidified. In that round, um, Miami just outplayed the Bucs. I can't say they matchup-wise they were better, but they just outplayed the Bucs. And it didn't help when Giannis went down. Yeah, so, you know, props and flowers to the Miami Heat. Next up is the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the New York Knicks. Now, this was a series I struggled to really pick. I didn't know who to pick, but I think I picked the Cavs, and I was wrong. But this was a tough series, nevertheless, for the Knicks. But the Knicks persevered with Jalen Brunson, who's a breakout star, who turned out that when he was with the Mavericks, he was being held back and should have been the guy handling the rock instead of Luka. And as you see with the Knicks, Brunson was giving them 25, 30 a night and, you know, also adding six and seven assists. It proved that when he was in Dallas, he should have been the one handling the rock. And Luka's usage rate would have been down, but his turnovers would have been down. With this Knicks team, they needed Jalen Brunson, and Jalen Brunson was that guy. And it also helped Julius Randle to a degree. Not all the way, but it helped them a little bit, and it helped the Knicks to get to the second round. So congratulations to the Knicks there for that. Next up is the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the Sixers were favorited to win this, and they did. Uh, this, this went five, I believe, but the Nets, you know, have nothing to be ashamed about because they weathered the storm of getting rid of the problems that were Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Two guys with big egos that didn't really care about playing basketball but worrying about status, or one was worrying about status and one was just being rebellious. Um... But what hurt the Nets was they gave away all those draft picks for those two guys. But nevertheless, they seem to play well as a unit. This, this, this team plays well as a unit with no star power. That's, that's scary down the road. They get some star power. You know, this team is going to be competing. But the problem is they have no draft capital. They gave it all up for those two guys. So they got to rely on uh, free agency. And they can't even rely on trades, so they got to find something. But this this young core they got, you know, these dudes can ball together. Congrats on the 76ers. And speaking of the 76ers, they were favorited by many to go all the way and possibly win the championship. And Joel Embiid and James Harden, Tobias Harris, Maxie were in cruise control. So, you know... It was definitely looking like it. You know, going in the second round, it was definitely looking like it. So, congratulations to the 76ers. 
Next up, we have the Boston Celtics and the Atlanta Hawks. Now, this was a matchup I felt probably wasn't going to go more than maybe five games, but I was wrong because the Hawks have no answers for Tatum and Jalen Brown. They, they were just a bad matchup, but something about the Celtics that was lacking is, you know, the Celtics couldn't finish games. All year, it was... You know, they were, they were having trouble finishing games. They would be up a dozen, 15 in the fourth, and, you know, they would let leads disintegrate. And that happened a couple times in this series, making it a six-game series. But they took care of business when they needed to. Um, Trey Young caught a lot of flack, but Trey Young, um, for the most part, had a pretty solid playoffs. Um, he needed more out of the, uh, DJ Murray, you know, former Spur. After all that good talking and throwing pop under the bus, man, you didn't show up in the playoffs when you needed to all the time, bro. With this Atlanta team, they're young and they 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 compete well, much like the Nets. But you know, the Boston was just too much for them. Congrats to Boston. Now we move over to the Western Conference. The Denver Nuggets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Nuggets last year. Do you remember they didn't have Michael Porter Jr. They didn't have Jamal Murray. Both out with knee injuries. And it wasn't looking good. And they had to face the mighty Warriors. Who they actually gave the Warriors fits. The Warriors were fully healthy. But they're back. They're back with a vengeance. And this team is the only team this year that I've seen that plays complete games and has a complete all-around core. Know where I'm getting at? They're all back and in top form, all together, playing well as a unit. And the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, they got into the play-in by default. You know, um, they're a young team. They're, they're inexperienced. And... They made it a five-game series. They won the game they should have won, although Denver had a chance to win that game, but they were turning the ball over too many times, but they were still right there. And Minnesota won that game, but, you know, nevertheless, nobody expected them to be a well-rounded, well-disciplined Nuggets team. Timberwolves have a lot to look forward to in the future, just like some of these other young teams. You know, they just got to up the ante, Get better. We'll see what happens. But, you know, congrats to Denver on that. Next up is the Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, I thought that this could be a seven-game series going either way. A uh, problem was, again, if it ain't one thing, it's another with Paul George. Either he plays and doesn't play well, or he's not playing, and he's always hurt. And Paul George is, what, 34 years old? Mm. Injury's starting to catch up with him. He's not a young guy anymore. He can't use the young excuse. Also, Kawhi Leonard got hurt in this uh, series, and Kawhi Leonard has not played a full season in about five or six years, leaving the newly acquired Russell Westbrook to carry the load. And of course, get all of the criticism. But here's the deal for these Clippers. 
Russell Westbrook actually played well. Yes, well, he shot the ball better. His turnover rates were down, and he had to carry the load, getting all of the criticism. This is the narrative we create for guys like that. The Phoenix Suns, you know, they they, they got Kevin Durant, they got Booker, they got Aiton, they got Chris Paul, you know, and yet, they, it went, what, six? This this series went six, five or six? If it went five, okay. But if it went six, it should have only been five without. But they were supposed to win it after Kawhi Leonard got down. So congrats to the Suns on that. The Sacramento Kings versus the defending champions, Golden State Warriors. Wow, what a series that was. Seven games. Took it to the max. This is a classic example of the young bulls versus the old bulls. Two teams that are mirroring images of each other. Coached by a guy who used to be an assistant coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mike Brown, who knows Golden State inside out. So it's no surprise that it got taken uh, seven games and also the Kings were the highest scoring team in the NBA. But Golden State showed why experience beats youth. Yep, 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 yep. Experience beats youth because the Kings inexperienced show. But you had a coach that had plenty of experience in these here playoffs. And it seemed like Mike Brown, the Cleveland version of Mike Brown, showed up when he didn't need to show up. Playing the same six guys, not changing the rotations when he needs to, not not figuring out the matchups and stuff. This was the same stuff he was doing in Cleveland. But also, uh, the analysts thought that the Golden State Warriors was only going to take this to five and stuff. I was like, nah, man, too many problems on that team. And I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that a little later. Then we had... Well, congratulations to the Warriors in advancing. Okay, then we have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, this was a series that a lot of people had the Grizzlies winning, including myself, and I was wrong. And this series exposed the Grizzlies. Why? The Grizzlies are not a smart team. Look at the problems they got on that team. You know, I'm not even going to dive into that. Dylan Brooks and Ja Morant. My God. I love Ja Morant, but oh, oh my God. So the Lakers did what they were supposed to do, which was win on the road. They got one. All they needed was one, and they got it. They won it in six. Congratulations to the Lakers. Now we go on to... The second round. <clears throat> Let me wet my whistle. All right. Eastern Conference. The Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Boston Celtics. This went seven games. Philadelphia was actually in control of this, but in pure Doc Rivers fashion. He choked. He choked. This ain't the first time because this is why we say in pure Doc Rivers fashion. 
He has lost 10 game sevens in his career. He choked. He has always choked as a coach. He has a championship under his belt, but he's not been able to win a championship since 2008. He struggled to get back to the finals since 2009. He hasn't been back. And Boston was ready to be had because Boston isn't the same team that they were last year. And they were ready to be had. And he choked. Period. James Harden did not show up when they needed him to the most. Joel Embiid lacked aggression the last two games. Though he showed up in the second half, but he wasn't as aggressive as he should have been all throughout those games. And you can't expect the win. The Miami Heat versus the New York Knicks. Again, Julius Randle, you root for the guy because he's been through some stuff. He's in the playoffs and he lets you down. Heartbroken. R.J. Barrett played terrible in that game six. But he's young. You know, he's inexperienced. He'll learn from it. I hope he can learn from it. But Jimmy Buckets is Jimmy Buckets. And Kyle Lowry, the, the, the dude, no, he, he too, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but he too steps up in the playoffs when needed. Say what you want about him. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, he's small, but the dude knows how to play in these playoffs. He's got a championship. He won with the Raptors. He knows how to play in these playoffs, and he was vital in that championship run. And just like he's vital for the Heat, he knows how to play in these playoffs too. Bam Adebayo. What's the name? Struess and those guys. They stepped up big. That was a great series. It was physical. What I liked about that series, it was very physical. Old school basketball. The old Knicks heat rivalry that they had back in the day. Congrats to the Heat. And in the Western Conference, we have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. And we have the Phoenix Suns taking on the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to start with the Golden State Lakers series. This was a classic matchup of big boy ball versus small small ball. Big ball versus small ball. Who is going to impose their will? And, you know, for the last decade, it's been a small ball era. You know, live and die by the three, you know, work around that perimeter, long range, that thing. Take away the big men by getting them to defend out on the perimeter, you know, beating them off the dribble, getting them in foul trouble. That's the league the last decade or so since Golden State has taken over. I'm no Laker fan. I can't stand the Lakers, but I have to applaud them for bringing it back to the essence somewhat, so to speak. Not living and dying by the three. That's how they won this this series. They won this series by imposing their will inside, playing a little bully ball when they needed to. And it what helped them was they were more efficient over the last three games of this series. This series went six from beyond the arc. They were more efficient. They beat Golden State at their own game. Golden State 
for a two game beat, well, a game and a game and a half beat the Lakers at their own game. You know, they was killing in the paint the last two games of the uh, of the series. No, the last three games, I'm going to say, of the series. But the Lakers were also beating Golden State at their own game by being more efficient beyond the arc. The Lakers are a horrible perimeter team. You know, if you could get a dozen three-point shots made from that team, that's a plus. They most likely win when they get 12, 13, 14 makes from the, beyond the arc because they've been terrible. That game, too, they were 6 for 28. That's, that's exactly what they are, that kind of team, when they don't make those threes. But they are uh, probably the best team inside the paint because they get to the foul line the most and they don't foul, they foul the least. This is where Golden State has been horrible the last decade. They've had a meh to terrible front court. No bigs that can dominate. No bigs that can dominate the boards unless, you know, the guys that are guarding them are 6'5 and 6'6 like Kevon Looney, who averages 18 boards against 6'4, 6'5 guys. You add some size and, and a guy that can move like Ant Davis, is it's a little tougher for him. He was basically a non-factor. But this was a classic example of one style versus the other. Opposite, total opposite. And it all came down to who imposed their will on who and who could beat the other at their own game. In this series, the Lakers beat the Warriors at their own game, forcing the Warriors to go through all these lineup changes the last three games. And also in the offseason, they got a, they got some decisions to make. They got to trade in some of that 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 three ball for for twos now. I think because the core is getting older. All right, um, the next one is the Phoenix Suns taking on the Denver Nuggets. This series was Kevin Durant's series to be a coming out party to see to say see I can lead a team I can do this I'm gonna show you something I got better teammates I got a better coach that was not the case the last two games of this series six game series Kevin Durant did not come out aggressive in one game, it was too little, too late. In the other game was he just stopped being aggressive. Also, Monty Williams, ever since he went to the championship two years ago and lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, his team seemed to have been declining and he hasn't changed as a coach. And he got fired along with that Milwaukee coach and, and, and the Raptors coach and the, um, and, and you know, Doc Rivers may get the boot. And I hate to see it because I like Monty Williams. And he may have learned a little something, something from when he was in, uh, was it in uh, New Orleans? When he was coaching Chris Paul there. But uh, he, uh, he hasn't really gotten better as a coach since he won the award a couple years ago. He's won it twice. But I, I don't know, maybe it's a change of scenery or something that something that he needs to change. I don't know, but uh, 
it didn't help that they put KD and all his his mess on them either. And this was KD's coming out party and he choked. Now people saying, KD, you can't win without him. You're not a real leader. This is the narrative that continues to this dying day. And Chris Paul, it's time for him to retire. He can't stay healthy. And every time the game is on the line, you know, he too choked. And I hate it because I like CP3, but you got to call a spade a spade. Facts is facts. But the Denver Nuggets, like I said, they're a well-rounded team. They win all these games, even the ones they lost. And they got so much firepower. They beat you inside and they beat you outside. They can do both. And their defense is pretty good too, which leads us to the conference championships. We have the Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat. Now, this that series is going to be physical because that's how they play on the East Coast. That's how Boston has always played. That's how Miami uh, always played in the uh, 90s when they used to go at it with the Bulls and the Knicks. You know, when they had Ronnie Cycling and Bimbo Coles and Glenn Rice and those guys. And, of course, you know, the Celtics, they like to play you dirty. They like to rough you up and stuff. So this is going to be a physical series. And if this goes seven, this is anybody's ball game. But I think because the Celtics, they got a little bit more firepower. I might be inclined to go with the Celtics, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the Lakers versus the Nuggets. This might be a little chippy, too. You know, because you got two teams that like the uh, bang inside. Um they like to get those rebounds. They like to fight on the boards. You know, they like to defend inside. But um, like I said, what separates Denver from L.A. is Denver, they also have very good perimeter shooting. And I think they were the, probably the most efficient perimeter team in the NBA. This this very well can go 6-7 or seven too. But I think Denver gets the edge. But, you know, don't be a bit surprised if the Celtics and the Lakers win because of the ratings, you know, the old rivalry, you know, ratings bound to hit top, you know, blow it off of the roof. But also because this season has been a season of parody. You know, I think people are, are open to seeing the Nuggets in the heat just because it's different teams. And, you know, I can't wait to see the end results of this thing. So, Stay tuned for more. And also, I'm going to be talking about the, the new CBA and what it could mean for the future of the NBA. You don't want to miss that one. So I'm going to be talking about that in the future, probably more, more so after the playoffs, after the NBA finals is over. I'll be talking about that. And, you know, I'll be back with the um, NBA finals edition. So, you know, stay tuned for that. And I'll be talking about some other stuff, too. As you know, you know, I, I like to mix up the subject. So, you know, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. Y'all have a good day out there. And thank you all for listening to the Mad Nucleus podcast. I'm your host, Justin Felton, and I'll see you again soon. All right. Until then, much love. Peace.